bam, bam, bam. <laughs> All right, here we go. Hello and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. On my left-hand side here is my right-hand man, Gabriel. We have a rose blade. We need a grave walk. That's right, a rose blade. We need to grave walk. And, <laughs> yeah. and today on Rock... Today on Rockwell Podcast, we have Violent Life, Violent Death. And they've got a new EP called The Color of Bone, which is released on October 30th via Interstrength Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Joe and Scott. I am told in Scott's own home to share some <laughs> more information about what the band has got going on. So, boys, welcome to the show. Thank you thank very you, much. Thank you. Good to be here. Abs a freaking literally good to have you guys on. You know, the funny thing is when I had initially come across the information from Liz over at Earsplit, so shout out to Liz really quick. Um, I thought violent life, violent death, this is gonna be something I'm probably not gonna like. But I listened I listened to it and I was like, man, this is some great stuff. Thank you. Glad to hear that. What was the uh the name? What was the impression it gave you initially before listening? Uh, something significantly more extreme to the point where I was just like a wall of sound of just screaming and I, nonsense chaos. Uh, yeah, you hear that? We gotta turn up the uh, turn, up, turn the, up the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we gotta do a little better. It's good to know. <laughs> exactly. Beautiful. Um, but speaking of which, Roseblade. What is this track about? What is Roseblade? Um, it kind of um. It's kind of a correlation between youth, the, a flower, youth, virginity, um, the rise and fall of kingdoms, how, you know, a rose can be beautiful on top. It's got the thorns to protect it. Um, uh, a lot of it seemed like the duality. Yeah. Um, essentially between good and evil and uh, the misleading nature mm -hmm. of a rose. And youth and growing up as yeah. well. Uh, all kinds of good life stuff. Yeah, for some reason, maybe it's just because I was recently reading some stuff on on Taoism. It kind of strikes me as yin yang in a way. There's there's a positive to the negative and a negative to the positive, and constantly in a swirl. A rise of a kingdom could also signify the fall of that kingdom, but while it's falling, there's also the rise of something else. It's, it's science. Absolutely. And how wasn't there a a correlation between like a thorn and a lion's paw and a mouse pulls it out or something like yeah, that. Your lyrics, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in there, right? Yeah, it is in there. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, house. I don't know. I'm just like, I think this is right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <clears throat> musically, um, it was actually the first song that we wrote coming off of our prior EP. Uh, because of that, I feel like, especially the first half of it, has a little bit of the feel from uh, Sadness Reigns, our prior EP. And then the last half of it um, signifies, or kind of could represent like the newer style we're going through. So I guess in the song itself, it kind of has the duality as well um, in the writing and sound and all that too. So it all kind of worked out a nice little happy accident, I suppose. Yeah, but, I, just, uh, <laughs> I just say riff rules or riff doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I Was write it God gives me the, the green or red light. A lot of times I ignore it, though. I'm like, I'm writing this anyways, jerk. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> You're going to like it, I promise. <laughs> well, I mean, something you mentioned there was uh, what I like to call the breadcrumbs of the previous record. Um, you know, either songs that didn't make that record that are revisited or just, I don't know, the way that pre the previous album or EP was written is still kind of uh, a part of the band's writing style. Um, so I call that breadcrumbs. Was 
how, I guess how far into this particular uh, EP did the breadcrumbs trail? Did you guys know it was breadcrumbs when you we were writing it, or was it more obvious towards the end of the writing? Kind of more, I don't know. We kind of started writing the song. We wrote the song way earlier, too, than the other one. So I want to say that song was starting to be written around July 2019. And then we didn't really write another song for the album till around December or so. Um, so we kind of were had in mind the idea to get a little bit darker um, and more intense than the previous record. Um, Scott really kind of pushed me to do the opening with Roseblade just in a super thrashy, uh, just upbeat, you know, kind of deal. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we just kind of write and... There's not like a whole lot of planning, maybe a little bit, but a lot of the good stuff that happens kind of just happens by accident, honestly. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. I heard the word upbeat in there, or the term upbeat. You can't be a violent wall of sound if you're upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, not to confuse with Scott. But, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll sub out the term upbeat for aggressive. How about that? Aggressive. There we go. Beautiful. Aggressive upbeat. Yeah, something you mentioned was uh, the, the writing... I don't know, did it start in July and then take a break, or, or was it kind of like, as you mentioned previously, oops, a happy accident, here's this song, and then uh, don't really know what to do with it, we'll just hang on to it, and then formal writing, I guess, started in December. Yeah, so that song was kind of written as a standalone, uh, July, August, and for whatever reason, I think we got... Uh, Tired started, of playing our old stuff. <laughs> which is always a constant problem. No, but uh, we, I think it, we, we got it started to get involved with the cover so we did no effects so we kind of took a a break from writing for the new album did that no effects cover and then the rest of the album picked up writing in december and basically went december through february and uh we were actually kind of worried that roseblade did not fit in with the rest of the album sonically um but i think looking at it back you know it worked out really well and i think it's a good song that kind of signifies the duality um between the new sound and the old sound a little bit. Okay. Now, is the duality something that is a theme throughout the entire EP, or is it just in this one song, aside from a new sound versus old sound, that will be present on the EP? We expand on some ideas that we found in Sadness Reigns and made them a little more prevalent, um, like some of the talking vocals. Um, What do you call those, where you just have those big open chords stuff yeah really uh just try to make things more have a more of an air to it more open and all that our first two albums were very just like in your face all the time and that's kind of always been a theme with us and uh we figured that would get kind of monotonous after a while (laughs) and so with sadness range we kind of started experimenting with different darker sounds a little bit more open not so aggressive all the time and uh Going into the color of bone, we wanted to take this, the darker elements from Sadness Reigns and really just beef it up big time, and then kind of give a huge punch like we used to have in our previous records. Okay, are you guys happy with that? Do you feel that you guys did a good job doing that? Absolutely, I think so. Yeah, I'm, he, I'm, I'm super proud of, of yeah. that album. So. <laughs> I mean, hates everything. I hate everything. I like, hate everything. So. Uh, no. no, I think it's awesome. I think it's our best one. Um, I know everybody says that, but uh, I personally, it's my favorite stuff we've written. Um, so I can, I'm, can't be uh, any more happy with it. So Yeah, every album we just try to grow, um, try not to repeat ourselves too much. We want people to see a progression. 
or even we want to ourselves, you know, uh, display progression. It's something that we want to do with songwriting and lyrics and all that anyways. So mm-hmm. try to keep things different. Not too different, though. Yeah, I mean, it's not too terribly often that um, a band as heavy as yourselves comes on, and the first thing that comes out is the duality or the misleading nature of a rose. So poetic. Yeah, you know, I used to just... <laughs> Very poetic man right I used here. to just cuss <laughs> my lyrics. Now I'm like, oh, God, too old to just cuss the whole time. <laughs> really? Lots of metaphors and yeah. stuff, man. SAT words and stuff. I'm like, oh, what yeah. is this? I gotta look these words up, man. The, 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 the source is from? your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, now, something you guys mentioned was um, writing the EP into uh, like January, February. And then, obviously, in North America, shortly thereafter, chaos hit, and a lot of things have happened throughout the rest of the year. Um, was it an interruption to the plan? Is or did you guys make the best out of what happened with coronavirus this year? How has the year gone for uh, VLVD? It's been wild, man. Um, obviously it messed up a lot of stuff we had planned this year. Uh, we had some tours and stuff like that that we wanted to do and just playing out as much as possible. So March, always been a goal. March 8th, we finished our little run with, um, iron price and gloves off. So we got done. That was our last show. It was in Manassas, Maryland, Virginia. Uh, Virginia. Um, and then like a week later, everything just shut down and we were like, well, we were supposed to record, so they kind of just all recorded separately. It was pretty interesting. Yeah, that was, that was the one positive thing about this is it gave us a lot more time to really sit down and focus on the production and, and writing and all things recording with the album. Um, usually we feel kind of rushed and stuff, deadlines and this and that, you know, but uh, with the world being shut down and all that, it gave us a time that we wouldn't normally have to really focus on making the album just really as good as possible. So, and I think I would like to think, or we feel we accomplished that. So that's been really been the big positive, yeah. um, you know, and it's given us some time too to like beef up on just like other types of content and stuff like that and merch and all that, and just having to get creative with these times, man. So <clears throat> it's been uh, interesting. Um, really hoping that shows come back sometime in the near future though. Yeah, but who knows with the yeah. shows thing. Yeah, I mean, when this all started, I had no idea. Like, it was March. And I was like, yeah, we'll be fine by June, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are, like, eight months later, man. So I don't I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you mentioned being able to focus more on the production and writing. And so one of my questions was going to be, well, if you guys had the time, did it come down to a choice of maybe coming out with a full album? Or did you guys just really want to make sure that you had... I'm trying to see how many songs again are on the EP four or five, five that these five would just be complete, total solid bangers. That's always kind of been our theme. Um, that, yeah, that's always kind of been our theme. Um, we want to write all good songs, no fillers. Hopefully we accomplish that goal and to really come out with new material every year. It's kind of different than a lot of bands do. Typically a band will come out with a full length, maybe like once every three years with 10 or so songs. So we figured if we can give people five to six new songs every year um, and show some kind of growth too within that time period, then I think that we see that as a positive. So one day we'll do, we'll do a full length. Honestly, I just, <laughs> it's <laughs> so hard. Like, oh, it's man, so write, hard. Writing 10 yeah. songs for an album. I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys had mentioned independently recording. Was there, uh, was it all fed into somebody in a studio somewhere to do the final mixing and mastering? 
Yeah, so this, this as Scott mentioned earlier, uh, the process was a little different this time. So we had a lot of the recording sessions took place in different places. So David, our drummer, actually recorded it at his house. Um, and then guitars recorded in another location. And then Scott did vocals um, in Hickory with uh, at the studio and all that. So, um, yeah, that was different. It was fun. It worked out really well. Mm -hmm. So, and the cool thing about that too is like recording all the things in these different places. Um, you know, it got us the chance to really sit down and hone in on it, hone in on it to make sure stuff is perfect versus like feeling rushed or nervous in the studio. Like I have to nail this right now versus like <laughs> situation that's a little bit more comfortable. You yeah, know, it was like ten thousand mixes. Yeah. <laughs> I guess uh, one of my next questions is. Um, when it came to refining the writing and the production, where did you guys spend the most time refining that maybe you normally wouldn't have? Was it in rewriting parts, arrangements? Was it in doing more takes? Because you had, you did, it doesn't cost you any money to do more takes? All right, so I'll say this actually. The writing was all done before the studio. And I know I said that earlier that we expanded on the in the studio. Studio mostly with the time we were given, uh, the extra time was all mix. So we went through guitar tones, just overall mixed tones, like all kinds of stuff. We probably spent what felt like two months, honestly, on just like getting a solid mix. And uh, that, I think it was all the difference, really. Um, we've been going to the same guy for every album. And props to him for this last one, man, because he knocked it out of the park. And I think it was really awesome just to have that extra time to sit down and fiddle with stuff, you know, while the world is shut down. And all I said was, can you make my vocals louder? <laughs> like not too loud, <laughs> covered up my guitars, man. <laughs> yeah. Metal's gonna always one of those funny things where it's like uh, the best way I heard it described was metal's like a boat with the vocals, half of it's underneath the guitars, the other half is kind of bobbing up and down every now and again. Uh, yeah. whereas like pop is one of those airplanes that one of those water airplanes, you know, it's always very much on top. So, uh, I'd say it's a really good balance that you guys do with the vocals there. Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. I, I agree. Kind of just a question. Um, why the choice to do the vocals in a studio, but the drums not? Or was it uh, where the drums recorded treated? Um, are you asking why were they done in separate areas? I, if, if, I, if I heard correctly, you mentioned that the drums were done in a house and the vocals were done in a professional studio, unless I misheard that. Yes, that's correct. So David, our drummer, recorded the drums in his basement. Um, so, and this is back when like things were super locked down, shut down for COVID, and people literally weren't leaving their houses. And we couldn't even go over to other people's houses. Yeah, we really, yeah, traveling to other people's houses was limited. Everyone was kind of really on edge. So David actually really took the time to research and fine tune uh, recording his drums, not for the first time, but I yeah. think probably more of a in-depth time than he has, if that makes sense. But, um, and he did a fantastic job with that too. And he was super happy as well, because usually he'll get in the studio and kind of feel rushed and all that. Um, whereas opposed to this time with all the other instruments and all that, um, he was able to really sit down and mess with it. And then he'd send me a minute and I'd be like, nope, change this, this, and this, and this. And <laughs> fantastic job though. So I'm glad, I'm glad that he got to really have that opportunity at his house, just sit down and just really immerse himself in it. Yeah, because he got to actually write a lot of parts that we wouldn't have thought of to do because he had all the time yeah. yeah to like really feel the music as opposed to just being like i gotta do this all this in one day okay 
know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I don't think people realize the uh, the time strain that bands are on uh, in between touring and everything else uh, to get records done these days. And especially with technology, it's easier to do stuff at home. But um, what kind of roles, especially now, uh, professional studios are taking for bands? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got lucky because that's also our friend. So we just. He, he gives us a lot of time. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's just, awesome. Shout out to Rare Form Recordings. Um, it's just a little little house studio, but it sounds, the stuff he's got coming out sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, something you mentioned was uh, thinking of some new and creative ways to connect with fans during this time. Uh, what does that look like? What kind of things are you guys doing that either you never thought you would do or that you're doing more of just because you have to? Well, I would say like the doing covers we've always wanted to do, like the No Effects Quaz cover. Um, that was something we had been talking about doing for how Ever. many years? How many years? Fifteen. So and he's like, he's like, dude, I'm not ready to start writing a new record. And he's, all right, well, let's do something we've always wanted to do. You know, we may have some more of that stuff like that coming out. Always keeping the merch updated with new ideas. Um, just uh, you know, they can't see us live, maybe. They would want to purchase some yeah. shirts or windbreakers or yeah. So the next thing on the agenda is it looks like we're going to do like a live stream thing. Mm-hmm. Um, considering everything that's going down, I was really hoping that things would be normal by now. And to be honest, I kind of was not into the live stream idea when people first started doing it. Uh, when COVID came around, just because I didn't want to really kind of help contribute towards that being the new norm, because that's kind of depressing. As <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you really feel? Yeah. Yeah. So you know, but. It is depressing. Let's not lie about it. (laughs) I know. So, you know, I don't know how things are going to be going now. So at this point, content is content. Yeah. If we do a live stream thing, I mean, something new to put out for people to see. Um, I think right now, too, with shows not going on, you got to find a lot of ways to stay on people's, you know, people's radar and all that. So we're going to look to do something like that with a few other bands in December. Mm -hmm. Um some other music video ideas perhaps, but yeah, still kind of racking our brain with it all, to be honest, but you know, there's those things. Okay. Now the other talk we were to chat about today was Gravewalk, which if I recall correctly, opens up the EP. Is this more of the new sound? And is that also why we wanted to chat about it as a juxtaposition with Roseblade? Yeah. It's my favorite song. Yeah. On the EP. Um, I'd say that song's probably the most represents the new sound. Maybe that and the last one on the new record the most. Shit, really all of them maybe, yeah. except for Roseblade. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, that was that song came together really awesome. Uh, we just picked it because we like it a lot. That yeah. was a great opener. For um, me, Roseblade felt, I mean, uh, Grave uh, Walk felt like uh, just a different take on. It wasn't necessarily uh, writing for here comes the mosh call or here comes whatever. It was just, it just seems like a solid there's song. a little bit of that in there. Yeah, there's a little bit. <laughs> what I'm saying is, it, it, to me, it it sounds like a full song. Like, it has all the moving parts that you would see in any normal band. Um, yeah. Which is what I really enjoyed. We just thought it was a solid song, man. Honestly. So, we liked it. Mm-hmm. What is this grave walk? Is there some beautiful poetic meaning to the grave walk? Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, that's funny. You, you know, uh, when people are asking about, uh, can you give me a, you know, what is the song about? Joe hits me up. He's like, tell me, and I give, I give the simplest 
answer. I'm like, bro, it's about walking through a graveyard of what the feeling must be like. And he's like, no, literally just be that. Yeah. Like, make it work. I'm like, like, where's the lyrics? I'm like, I'm like, yes, it's literally just like how silent graveyards are, and you know how much emotion is passed through the stone and the uh, dirt that are that it, the bodies are in and all that. Scott okay. Yeah. Very cool though. Yeah. Well, I, I was just listening to, you know, the, the record before we jumped onto this call. And one of the things I had noticed was, you know, going back to the production value, how crisp and clean it is. It's almost like I can walk around the mix and I'm just kind of curious diving into those tones. If you guys know, or unless they were just, you know, remixed without, you guys kind of being there reamped or whatever, what kind of went into crafting the sound. So it's clean, it's tight, it's modern. I mean, you can point at me. I don't know. Yeah. I tell our recording guy what sounds good and what does it. Yeah. Uh, you'd probably have to talk to him, but <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. He did some special fancy stuff this time around. I, I don't know what he did. And personally, it I sounded think, great. Yeah, <laughs> we, the other, um, everybody in the band is besides me is just, really musically talented and they all have ears for um production they all record their own music when whether they're doing other bands or listening to our mixes so they kind of have an ear of what sounds the best that i would never pick up on like i said i was can you just make my vocals louder yeah, yeah that's it scott's easy to please but yeah we're lucky to have a good a good solid group of guys who have a lot of knowledge in that whole realm i think Honestly, everyone records in the band except for me and Scott. I'm trying to get started. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, and then, too, working with our, you know, Kyle, who does Rare Firm Recordings, uh, just over all these years, we've he's kind of become like a sixth member in a way. Um, he knows, I feel like, the sounds we like, guitar tones and all that kind of stuff. He understands what we're trying to go for and all that. So he's super complimentary uh, to what we're trying to do when it comes to getting our material on a recording. Okay. Now, something you had mentioned was looking for some live streams, maybe some other merchandise. Is there perhaps maybe another EP in the works? Scott has been on my butt. Yeah, I have. For the last month about getting this thing written. Last month? More like last three months. Last <laughs> two months? Yeah. All right, probably three. No, but we have some, we definitely have some stuff coming soon. Um, whether, um, yeah, we got, I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah we're, we're working. We got a first song for the new album in the works. Um, we have decided, however, to take a little bit of a pause on that, and we are doing a cover song, which we are super, super excited about. I don't know how much about it we want to say. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how it sounds first. We'll see how it's it's going to sound fantastic. Scott always says this. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to do this cover, uh, you know, just as another way to get some more content out there fast. Like, this album just came out a couple weeks ago, and... <clears throat> We just want to kind of keep doing stuff to stay on people's radar, like what we were talking about earlier. So but, we can do this cover, get it out maybe January or so. But it's definitely a cover that you you will not expect. I'll just tell you that. <laughs> yeah, at all. Not, so. It's nothing new, I'll tell you that, 100%. Yeah, we've been, we'll say this, man. We've been trying to think forever. God, we always talk about doing covers. Yeah. It's always like, what can we do that's super cool, that's kind of old, something that's not necessarily our style of music that we that love. could translate well, that we loved, and that people will know. And I think this checks off all the boxes. I'm voting for Echo Beach. That's what I'm voting for. <laughs> <laughs> might be, might not be. <laughs> I'm curious. 
I'm curious, so how have the fans, because you guys are obviously very excited about uh, the covers. Are the fans just as excited about the covers? I can't, we just kind of drop it on them. Like, I don't even know if anybody's ever listened to that No Effects Dying Degree Quad yeah, song like, in their youth or growing up. Maybe. So, I yeah. mean, I mean, the No Effects cover's got a pretty good amount of plays on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, we kind of just did that for us. Like, We've been super huge No Effects fans forever. I mean, we were real big into the whole skate punk scene in the late 90s and all that. Mm-hmm. And we've just been talking about that through multiple bands we've been in over the years of covering that song. So we finally felt like it was time and we owed it to ourselves. And so we did it. If okay. people like it, if not, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, cool. <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we've chatted about Roseblade, Gravewalk, the EP, The Color of Bone. We've chatted about how this year has gone for you guys, what you've been up to, what you've got coming up, those dreaded live streams. Next will be drive-in concerts. You guys will be doing drive-in shows. Oh. <laughs> and I even saw Flaming Lips is doing the whole, like, bubble. everyone's in a bubble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe oh, boy. we'll take some look into that. <laughs> no, I'm, not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, playing drums in the car. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Did I miss anything that you guys wanted to chat about? I don't know. Um, what, did we, anything else? Not that I can think of. Uh, Interstate Records has been awesome. There's they got some new releases coming up with some of our friends. Yeah, um, yeah. that's got Nuclear Desolation. They did a good release. Or is getting ready to get released. That's actually coming out on a week from today. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, shout out to Interstate. Jason's been awesome, and he's been snagging up a lot of North Carolina talent mm-hmm. too, as well. Uh, like Scott said, Nuclear Desolation, Basilica, uh, and more. There's a lot of talent in North Carolina. So I guess uh, yeah, we'll shout that out. Yeah. Kyle. Yep. Excellent job recording. Yeah. Air split. Yeah. Yeah. All that good stuff. All good stuff. Okay. Perfect. I just thought of barbecue. You mentioned North Carolina. I just thought of barbecue. Yeah. Ours is the best. You're correct. It's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. Is there, uh, excuse my ignorance, is there like a North Carolina, South Carolina, you know, difference between barbecue? Vinegar base versus mustard base. Okay. Who's got the vinegar? Who's got the mustard? North Carolina is vinegar. South Carolina is mustard. Um, What I'm about to say is probably sacrilegious, but uh, the South South Carolina mustard sauce is tight. (laughs) 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 But I love the vinegar, too. It's just I don't ever get the South Carolina sauce, so it's always new to me. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know nothing about any of that. Yeah, so it's fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. he eats like six hundred chicken nuggets a week. So <laughs> I do. Good diet, a lot of protein, <laughs> cheap. You know. <clears throat> exactly. Beautiful. All right. Well, then, boys, that concludes my question. So I wanted to thank you guys so much for coming on to the Rock and Roll Podcast today. Absolutely. Right. We thank you very much for having us, having us, John. It's been awesome. Hey, go ahead. Stop, please, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs>